1: We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Do you love Selena?
3: Like, really love?
2: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of
3: Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
2: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
4: Anian there are states with population, obviously, with cars in them that have power grid problems. How in the heck are we going to come up with an all electric model lineup? How are we going to provide the electricity for it? The Car Doctor. You can't get me to believe that the electricity we need to power the electric vehicle doesn't come from a fossil fuel generator. Uh, You know, where are we going to generate the electricity from? Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor.
5: Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal,
4: pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. You know, this is the hardest part of the show. This next 60 seconds. Getting this hour kicked off as we kick off this hour of The Car Doctor to get to the next hour to get to next week. And the reason I think this is going to be a tough 60 seconds is is because I really enjoyed last week's show. I really did. I sat down and I thought about it. And, you know, when you sit here in the after radio glow, you just kind of, boy, you just you just hit it out of the park. And, you know, together, you and I, we really did a good show because you contributed your calls, your thoughts, and then your emails that I got this week and your, your conversations with me on Facebook about electric vehicles. And, I, you know, if, if there was a way I could present it here as far as your thoughts on electric vehicles, I think David from Texas says it pretty good. You know, he's kind of spot on, not because he agrees with me, but he just, you know, it's just common sense. Hi, Ron, it's David from Texas. I listen to your show regularly on iHeartRadio. I never miss it. I especially enjoy your commentary before the show begins, David opens with. He says, being a fellow car guy, I can always relate to your take on modern cars and your bemusement with the seemingly unwavering turn to the electric-powered vehicle. And, you know, David, you're right. It's just, why are we shoving this down everybody's throat? I was reading an article in Motor Age magazine this week about the trend towards battery electric vehicles. Pete Meyer wrote it. Pete's the director of training for Motor Age. We've had Pete on the show. His opening paragraph, February 2021 issue, even though hybrid vehicles have been on the U.S. roads for 20 years, they only make up, are you ready for this percentage? Anybody want to guess what the percentage of hybrid vehicles is on the road today? I was shocked. 2.5% of the total vehicles in the U.S. fleet. Less than 3%. And you're telling me in 15 years, 2035, California signed their law, Governor Newsom. By 2035, GM's on the bandwagon, Jaguar, Ford. The car companies are just, like, like they're giving out free checks. Everybody's jumping on this electric vehicle bandwagon. And in 20 years, we've only got 3% of the fleet at hybrid because it's just not accepted by the American public. Why is that? And I couldn't help but think, do they have to take away gas vehicles to get you guys to buy electric? It just... David, David continues, I just had to write in because your thoughts on our situation here last week with the freak Arctic blast we endured chimed with mine. My home was part of the numerous homes here in Texas affected by the rolling blackouts. I have propane heat and the situation was tolerable. I did okay. Unfortunately, many fellow Texans in other parts of the state didn't fare as well and my prayers go out to them. Ours too. As I sit here and listen to the picture he's painting, right? As I sit here in the eerie silence of my dark living room Monday morning, the first thoughts that came to my mind was, what if right now we all had electric vehicles that needed charging? Hello? Anybody home? Like, yeah. All right. 3% of the fleet's hybrid in 20 years. It took 20 years to get 3% of you. So that means, you know what, if everybody ran out tomorrow and bought a hybrid vehicle, they couldn't keep up with demand. The training's not there. The tooling's not there. The support systems aren't there. 20 years, 3%. 15 years, 100% electric vehicle. Yeah, I know. Gasoline vehicles are going to be left over. So maybe it'll be 20 years before we're all electric because I've got a feeling once electric vehicles go mainstream, the support for gasoline-powered vehicles is going is to take a, a a drop like the stock market did in 28. All right? David goes on. Maybe but mean disaster. I hope this is a lesson learned to the automakers, but I doubt it will leave a lasting impression. me too. If any impression at all, technology seems to march forward, no matter what. yeah, it's called shoving it down your throat. Where is all the power supposed to come from to keep these electric vehicles in service? And you know, David, the letter goes on, and we'll talk about it this hour. He's absolutely right. and all of you, seem to, you know, follow. I haven't had anybody say, yeah, bring on electric vehicles. I'm looking forward to it. But you know what? That's what we're here to do this hour. If you want to talk about electric vehicles, give us a call. If you want to talk about regular vehicles, give us a call. If you've got a car problem, while you can still drive it. Give us a call at 855-560-9900. Let's kick the garage doors open and go to Emmanuel in Illinois. Wants to talk about electric vehicles. Emmanuel, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help?
6: Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm actually... I just have to say about this electric car issue, you know not show me the average American that has a100,000 dollars basically to buy a new Tesla.
4: Well, are they 100 grand? In, yeah. all, in all fairness to Tesla, my understanding is you can buy a base model Tesla that starts at 35, and then by the time you option it out, it's 60, which, yeah, it's not okay. It's, 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 so it's 60. All right. But that's their okay. that's their base model. If you want, you know, if you want something luxurious on the level of oh, you know, a Lexus RX 350, that's 80. Mm-hmm. All right. And you know, an RX okay. three fifty Lexus is getting to be a, a normal run-of-the-mill mainstream sedan SUV, right? It's comfortable. They're 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 cushy um yeah i i I, I, i'm 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 on the same boat with you here emmanuel i I go the other way i want to know where the electric vehicle is going to come from for here i got three phone calls at the shop this week because i write things down on a log and i just keep track so i can help them if i can people looking for Mm -hmm. their their kid is starting to drive they've got six thousand dollars to spend six thousand dollars in a used car yeah what 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 can they buy what are you going to get for six grand in the used car market today? Something 15 years old with 120,000 miles on it, that and 10,000 miles is probably going to need a transmission.
6: Yeah, and that's, uh, that's my boat right now. You know, if I was in, in this boat five years from now, you know, because I just lost the transmission in my Blazer. Now, my choice is either replace the transmission or go get a different vehicle. Right. Now, if I was to go get a different vehicle, used vehicle, Instead of fixing this one, of course, I'm in competition with 20 other people that's, you know, in the same market trying to buy the same vehicle. Now, if I don't have the money, well, you know, because the price has tripled because, you know, where we're they're discontinuing gasoline combustion engine vehicles, my only choice is fixing this blazer.
4: Right. Or,
6: and then, or- of course, that's now putting another, that's putting another gasoline powered vehicle back on the road.
4: Right, or buy an electric vehicle, and yeah, and, what and, and, yeah. and and spend a minimum of sixty grand in today's dollars. Let mm-hmm. me let me ask you a question this way, with, without you know getting into personal information, with your current economic mm-hmm. situation, if you were going to go out and buy a use, going to go out and buy a vehicle today, newer, newer okay. used, or used, uh, probably probably right now used. And what's what's the
6: budget? What can you comfortably spend? My situation, probably two grand at the most.
4: Right. So, and I don't say this to hurt, because brother, I say this with love. You realize, Mm -hmm. in an electric car future, you'll be taking the bus. Oh yeah. Because there's there is no two grand. There is there's going to be no two thousand dollar used electric used electric vehicle out there, and that's and
6: that's my point that you know. You know, just as you've seen after Obama took office in 2008 when he come out saying they given the, I think it's $2,500 or $3,500, whatever, trade in on your old vehicle to take a new fuel-efficient vehicle. Yep. A lot of these dealers are supposed to seize the engines. We know more. some probably didn't. And now you got a lot of them that end up on used car lots people like me trying to compete with the neighbors across the street, that are trying to buy the same vehicle. Well, what happens when in with supply and demand, that price goes up. Right
4: here. What about this? You know, what's going to happen when we go, you know, let's say, listen, if 3% of the fleet is hybrid, I'll round up the number mm-hmm. I was just reading in motor age before. If 3% of the fleet is hybrid and yeah. look at the price of gasoline, What do you think is going to happen to the price of gasoline if 50% of the fleet is electric? Because It's it's obviously going to go up. It's got to go up, right? Because there's less demand for gasoline. The operating costs Mm -hmm. for the refineries are going to stay the same. I mean, there's some, you know, listen, in an auto repair shop, and any business, there's fixed expenses. Lights, heat, you know, utilities, uh, mortgage, uh, whatever, loans, uniforms operating of the uh, of the of the capital, you know, grounds and so forth. But mm-hmm. you know, those fixed expenses are gonna change as we get into, you know, there's less demand, we've got less income coming in. So you're gonna see yeah. the price of gasoline, you know, slowly climb. And, you know, that's an issue. And that's gonna only
6: And as I know also uh you're not noise are gonna tick off a lot of the you know, just the average Joe like me. But what about you know, car collectors such as like Jay Leno, uh, just the average Joe that might have a have the '68 uh, GTO, his old Roadrunner or Model A Ford or you but, know '69 Chevelle or SS Camaro or something like that in well, his garage that Emmanuel, is worth fifty oh, grand. Oh, oh, He's oh, not going to give it up.
4: Well, that stuff used to be worth fifty grand. You're going to see the bottom of the collector's car market fall out. All right, because and I've said this for years, all these guys spending three million dollars for Hemi Hemi Kudas on on uh, uh, eBay and Meekum and and you know all Barrett Jackson, if it doesn't have mm. gasoline, it's a flower pot with four wheels because it doesn't run, and you know yeah. we're, we're we're talking about and then I've got to go Bib, we're talking about that moment in society. When things change, there's that flip, right? All of a sudden, the things that were worth something for 50 or 60 or 70 or 100 years are worth nothing because gasoline doesn't exist at the current economic price. You know, and it's funny, and then I'll go to break, Tom. You know, they can can convince us of anything they want. But supply and demand, simple economics doesn't change. Math doesn't lie. And what they're going to do is change society, and they're going to do it by the means of math. And I don't know that it's for the better. I know change is inevitable, and I know we have to accept it like we all accepted cell phones. And I'm not saying cell phones are bad. But the point is, this is a very ambitious undertaking, and I think a lot of little people are going to get trampled in the roar to get to the front door. 855-560-9900, Emanuel. I appreciate the call. I'm Ron Anany in the car doctor. I'll be back right after this.
0: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
3: and stan we do over 3 whole episodes of our podcast becoming an icon.
2: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number 1 podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
7: What's more fun than listening to Ron and Annie in The Car Doctor and getting that car fixed right? 855 560
4: 9900. Give Ron a call. Now, back to Ron. Hey, let's get over to AJ in Illinois. We must be coming through loud and clear in Illinois today. Wants to talk about getting kids involved in cars. AJ, welcome to The Car Doctor, sir. How are you doing, Ron? Can Good. you hear
5: me okay? I, sh- I, 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 I sh- am on a handheld. No,
4: I can hear, you, I can hear I... you just fine. What's on your mind?
1: Good. You
5: know, I listen to your show. I was telling Tom, you know, I, I I get you usually the day after your show's live up here and uh, over here. But yeah, um, some comments that uh, were made last week about you know the industry and uh, and where it's headed, and of course the technology, especially the EV stuff, is, is you know it, it's really jumping. It's going quick. There's going to be tons of tons of need for uh for some youngsters to uh try to get involved but uh you know you to your point it's so friggin expensive yep you know for these guys to be able to do that um
4: and and I and, I, and i think the price is going to keep it from becoming a nash a natural transition right aj right. what I, aj okay, what I, what, yeah. what made you a car guy
3: uh
5: my dad my father was uh he was a highly decorated GM service uh, manager for years. I grew up in it. Um uh, we drag raced. Um I even I even had some time to uh, actually go Pro Stock racing. I was a a mechanic in the uh transport operator. So I mean it's you know I've been around it all my life.
4: Right. Right. Um, the kids I gotta to be
5: honest though.
4: the, the, Three- kid, the kids heads. today aren't around it. That's the problem. And that's the problem.
5: It is. I mean, like you say, this, this, you know, <laughs> machine in your face kind of thing all the time is, seems to be the new norm. Yep. You know, give me yep. a phone, give me, that's it now. it used to be, uh, give me a video game, now it's got to just give me a phone and then I got it off.
4: You know, um, w- when I went to high school, because I think about this a lot, what made me a mechanic? Did it happen by environment? Did it happen by chance? Was it, you know, was it, you know, the higher being's decision? This is what God wanted me to do. Because sometimes I think about that. All right, like how does everybody sure. end up where they are? Okay, when I went right. to high, when yep. I when I went to high school, there were three types of kids, in my opinion. You know, there were three categories. You were a gearhead, a jock, or a geek. <laughs> All right. The geeks were the smart kids. The yeah, jocks, or a farmer. Or a farmer. <laughs> well, not not in, well. I guess in North Jersey we had some of those. Yeah, but you know, we we had athletes. Well, not where you're we, at. We, yeah, we, yeah, I get it. We, but you know what I mean. We had athletes. We had smart kids, and we had you know we had we had gearheads. All right. Right. I, I actually right. I actually had more than a few teachers tell me you're not smart enough for this class. Go take Auto Shop. All right. There you go. All right, and that yeah. was the mindset forty years ago. You're not smart sure. enough to do this. You don't need math. You should really be in shop class because they didn't know what to right. do with me. And you know what? Yeah. Not I and I, I, I took. Shit. Yeah, and and I took to it like a fish to water. It just it was what I was acclimated to. And my point becomes: there's no more auto shops in high schools anymore. Uh, you know. No. And, and, and that's why it, the kids it, have their it, noses stuck in a machine, and, and they're going to become a cell phone. I think that's what kids are going to become today. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Uh,
5: it's, it's unfortunate, especially, you know, and again, um, as we're discussing, technology, when you, when you look at all these uh, manufacturers out there, Tesla GM's big into this EV technology. And um, I've just taken on a new role um, uh, that I'll be starting actually on Monday. And so for the last seven, eight days, I've been cramming GM college, you know, trying to get some of my certifications back. I, I left it for about three and a half years. Ron. I just, I got burnt out right. on some of the, the, just some of the personal aspects of it. And then some of the demands that people were wanting to make back when the, you know, the kind of key recalls and all this kind of stuff. And, so it, it got frustrating to me, and I, I've been in it over 20-something years. I needed a break. But, you know, I'm headed back because it's where I belong. It's where mm. I was brought up. Yep. You know, like you said, you know, I started as, as a youth, and, and I my youngest son, well, both of them, but my youngest son, um, he works for Valvoline Loops i shop now. I'll tell you he you what, enjoys I'll working t- on
4: stuff. I tell you what, AJ, hold that thought. Stay, stay, stay right where you are during the break. Let me, let me pull over, take a pause. I want to come back. I want to finish this, and we'll uh, conclude the conversation. Coming back right after the break. I'm Ron Anady and the Car Doctor. Don't go away.
3: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
2: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
0: Welcome
4: back. we on on The Car Doctor, 855-560-9900 is the phone number, 855-560-9900. 560-9900. That number is 24-7. You can call, leave a message if we're not live when you call in. And we can get you on the live broadcast Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. East Coast time. Let's get back to AJ in Illinois. AJ, you're still there. Sorry about that. we got to pull over and pay some bills once in a while. Um, you you're you no, I understand. I, yeah, I, for I, sure. I, I forgot where you were, brother. We're, we're, we were talking about um, um, the industry.
5: Yeah, we are yeah. The industry itself and, and yeah, how kids, are they going to get back into it or how are they not? And our our main point of conversation here was the fact that um, we just don't have kids that are um, um, stretching their legs with wrenches and screwdrivers anymore. I mean, it's all about sitting in front of a damn computer. Pardon my French.
4: No, I get it. But,
5: um, you know, um, I do have, my last mention was... My youngest, he's uh, 20, just had a birthday. He works for a lube shop, and he enjoys it. It's just a simple lube shop. I I do have the opportunity to drag him along with me and uh, hire him as uh, one of my lube guys at the the new dealership I'm headed to. And uh, I'm excited about getting back into it, Ron. This uh, uh, last seven, eight days of cramming this GM College stuff has really got me excited. There's a lot of new technology out there. And, and I'm not, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm a GM guy, and I'm not just trying to tout them. All these, all these dealers have got all this technology, but again, we got to find young ones that are willing to uh, to be able to at least take that plunge, you know, to try to uh, to better themselves. And I, at this point, you know, based on what we've been talking about for you and I, it was pretty easy. Our fathers did it, or we. Just the shoe fit, we wore it kind of thing. But now I think more than anything, we've got to convince um, some of the younger people uh, that it it can be a very lucrative, um, very lucrative gig for them. Somewhere, you know, somewhere,
4: somewhere along the way, it will get to be lucrative. It's it's coming around. You know, my comments last week still stick in my mind because I still believe. That to be the case. How do you convince a kid? You know, it's hard, right? You're a kid. Hey, go twenty five grand in debt. Okay, go twenty five grand in debt. Look at the long term prospects. All right. Sure. And and you know, in all fairness, I thought about it during the week where my comments too harsh. I forgot to mention. So you go twenty five grand in debt, and you've got an automobile future versus a quarter million dollars in debt going to a college. right you you, you know um, yeah i mean it's to me to me and you it's
5: a no-brainer yeah you know i mean a lot of another another one of the issues unfortunately we have to deal with today ron is that uh common sense seems to be going away
4: yeah that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation aj i gotta move it along did you have a question about a vehicle real quick not to cut you short i did real quick i just uh i did no you're fine and and thanks for your time i love your show thank you
5: um I traded my I traded my '08 Avalanche for a little uh, Toyota Highlander because I'm going to be commuting uh, about 55 miles a day with oh. the new gig, so I needed something to get me a little better fuel mileage. Right. So this '03 Highlander has got a situation to where, and, and I think I know what it is, but I'm just running by it. None of the power windows work except for the driver's side. My power locks don't work, and Outside of that, I, I fixed a couple things. I mean, I, I won't even go into that. I'm embarrassed for the people that actually looked at this vehicle prior to me purchasing it. I bought it from a from a used car dealer that I'm very familiar with. I help him out on the uh, GM side of things when he needs stuff. Right. But I'm thinking, my opinion, and I'm thinking that the master switch is bad.
4: Yep, I would agree with he, that.
5: Yeah, the driver door. I would agree does, with that. Does that you sound, know. Round to you.
4: You know, okay. can you can you get your hands on a diagram, on a wiring diagram? And, I have, and and I pulled the switch. Yep. And, and can you run power over to each one of those windows and see if you can get it to operate? That you have continuity. That.
5: Nah, that's the problem. The way this thing is set up, it's this thing is like a module. You know, I I could, yeah, I could I could go ahead and con, con, continue some disassembly and uh, the old. You know how we used to use paper clips, right?
4: Right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And we'd
5: we'd cross stuff, you know, just to see if we could get it done. But there's a couple issues with the switch anyway that uh, warrant replacement. And so I thought, before I go through all that, why don't I just go ahead and get the switch, put it in there, Right. If it doesn't cure my problem, then we'll diagnose from that point.
4: You know, if you've got a scan tool, you could get into the if you could get into the ECU, the body computer, you could actually get right. into the body computer and test the functionality of that switch, depending upon what level of scan tool you've got. Um, right. The other thing you want to look at is inside that master switch. There's going to be a blue orange wire. Just yeah. ma- just make sure that blue orange wire isn't short at the ground.
5: Okay, and sure.
4: if, if it's not, then yeah, you've probably got a bad master switch. But where do you see the price of that master switch?
5: So, oh, dude, yeah. I already priced it. Yeah. Uh, OEM, you know, if I can say it on air, yeah, OEM like four hundred seven, seven to eight fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it. Uh, I bought it. A buddy of mine um, actually been around for a long time, but a friend of mine owns a uh, a uh, salvage center, and of course, he he does. He's national now. Right. And he's been around for a long time, and I got one coming. It's going to cost me 150 bucks, and so I figured for 150 bucks, I know there's a couple things about the switch that needs to be replaced anyway. Yeah, usually usually so the paddles usually problem, the
4: paddles break. are starting to break. Um, That's yeah, it. Yeah, One the levers. Paddle rockers the, just, yeah, the it, paddle rocker. So, hey, listen, let's leave mm-hmm. it there, AJ, but you give me a call back. You get some more updated information. Mm-hmm. I'd love to chat and I'll leave it here. Imagine the price of that power window switch on an electric vehicle because it's only going to get worse from this point on. So, um, you know, where is the future of this industry? I love the comments, man. Keep them coming. Matt in Long Island, let's get started and we'll finish up on the other side of the break. How can I help you and your 01 Dakota today, sir? Thanks, Thanks for your patience.
7: Hey, Ron, no problem. First off, great show. Listen to you guys all the time. You keep me sane in a crazy world right now. Thank you. Um, I, got a, uh, I got a question and a comment. First thing, if, if I can get both in. To sure. My, uh, my first one is I got a 2001 Dodge Dakota. Um, I'm driving down the road, hit about 35 miles an hour, and hit nice, good shimmy. Not in, the, not in the wheel, but in the seat of my pants. Okay. Um, I got to about 45, 50. Seems to level off. Um, I checked the back tires. Tires are good. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going towards the drive shaft. And my question to you is, when I have that thing up, all four tires off the ground, should I have any shake in that drive shaft?
4: It's hard It's hard to judge in the air driving it like that because this the rear suspension is hanging and it has the ability to bounce depending upon how strong the rear shocks are. So I don't I don't okay. find that to be a good method of checking a drive shaft to see if it's got some bend to it, so to speak. Good to know. Um you know there's you know they're all it's hanging there free, right? And depending upon how you're the, the, if the suspension is tired, it's going to allow lateral movement and cause the shaft to bounce. It, you know, mm-hmm. let's say it like this the vehicle's twenty years old and it's got how many miles on it? Buck sixty. Right. So it's just broken in, right? Just yeah. let's let's just let's <laughs> yes, just sir. let's just keep it going, man. Let's you know what? What would it take to pull the shaft, check the joints, and then have the shaft send it out to a drive shaft shop while you can still find one before they ban those Gee, two. You're not, uh, you're
7: not you're not kidding, they are hard to find. Yep.
4: Yep. And they are hard to
7: find. Hey, listen, um, before I let you go, I'm gonna do that tonight. Um I also had a, a little uh, comment. You, you were talking about electric cars and the grid and the ability to you know just support all of these new, great ideas that the government's coming up with. The funny thing I thought was pretty ironic. you might get a kick out of it. When Texas, that horrible thing happened in Texas with the with the grid going down, the first thing that the federal government did with all of their new green new ideas is they sent sixty generators filled to the top with diesel fuel. <laughs> to help them out. I thought that was kind of ironic. Nobody sent down solar panels, nobody sent down windmills. They loaded up a bunch of old generators, filled them up with gas and sent it down.
4: And and you know, and then I'll, and I'll I'll leave it I'll leave it there, Matt, and my thought is, you know, where does all the electricity come from? How is it generated? I keep hearing rumors about coal-fired mills that are creating electricity and everybody tells me no, I'm crazy. It's I, I think it's just pure magic. That's what I'm thinking. Just PM does it, and uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Matt, to be continued, let me know what happens here. He's with Dakota, 855-560-9900. Ron and eating The Car Doctor, coming back right after this.
0: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
3: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
2: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
6: My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer.
7: In response to attacks against Asian Americans...
4: Welcome back. We're on "Name the Car Doctor." Let's uh, let's go over to Wayne in New Hampshire and see what's going on here. Wayne, you're on with the Car Doctor at eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. How can I help, Wayne? Hi there. Yes, sir.
8: Yeah. Hi. Um, I have a situation with a ninety seven Lexus. Okay. Um, it had. Check engine light come on, auto um, Auto transmission came on right after, and they fixed it. But this is where I give mystery. Um, they had code current cancel light be on checked with a scan tool found I t- data i take it you're
4: reading a repair order wayne yeah yeah what code did it have
8: i am um p zero four two zero
4: okay this is a what an es300 lexus yes okay v6 right yeah so bank one catalytic converter has low efficiency Right, right. Now you notice I didn't say that it has and a bad cat. I said it has low efficiency. All right, because nowhere, no, right. nowhere under the definition of a four hundred and twenty does it say P zero four hundred and twenty change cat. <laughs> All right, it probably, right. it probably needs a cat, but there's a couple other things you got to check. But what's your question to me before I jump ahead?
8: Well, it it calls out for found data for bank two fuel. Off at fifteen percent and bank at two percent. Monitored zero two data B two one reading was shown lean. Okay. Not hey Wayne. Switching on Wayne
4: before you yeah. re- before you read the book this guy wrote. Um, so. What you've got here is somebody give you, gave you a diagnosis, all right, which mm-hmm. is which is fine. And they told you the car needed something. Did they? They charge it for right. the, they charge you for the diagnosis, right? Yeah. Did you make the repairs? Yes. Okay. So, what's your question to me?
8: Um, what is replaced? B B21- two or b2s1
4: bank 2 sensor oxygen. 1 so this this car right. for the sake of our conversation to make this easy all right this car has four oxygen sensors i'm really lying because the the ones before the cat air fuel sensors the ones after the cat 2 sensors but for the sake of our conversation they're oxygen sensors all right bank uh-huh. one, bank 1 on any engine is the cylinder where, is, is the bank where cylinder 1 is located in a V6, Lexus, or Toyota, that's the rear bank. Bank two is the front bank. There's 202 sensors up front. There's 202 sensors after the cat. All right. Bank two sensor one is the forward O2 or forward air fuel sensor in your case. Okay? okay. Tell you what, stay put right where you are. We'll come back and finish it up. This way we don't have to rush. I'm Ron Anady and in the car doctor. We'll be back right after this.
1: As the number
7: one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
4: Welcome back. Let's get over to Wayne in New Hampshire again. Wayne, you're still there. Hi, Ron. So, um... So... There's four O2s in this car. Pick up the conversation where it was. We got three minutes. Okay. Yep. A catalytic converter, they're measuring the oxygen content coming in versus oxygen content going out. There they have to see a certain reduction of oxygen. That's how they know whether the cat's being efficient or not, because if they see a reduction of comp, of oxygen of X, they can make the mathematical assumption that the oxygen molecules combined with the hydrocarbons and became something else, which is a less harmful pollutant coming out the tailpipe. Makes sense? Yes. Okay.
8: Um, they're talking about two fill trims off at 15%. And after they replaced what they did, uh, Fuel trends under 5%.
4: Now. Okay. What did they replace? Make sense? What did they
8: replace? Um, O2 sensor on the leading end.
4: Okay. So, um, remember high school geometry? Remember A little that, bit. M- remember that goofy number line, zero, and then you had positive numbers and negative numbers, and you said, what do we need that for? I did. I remember. Right. That, I remember that very distinctly. That was right before the math teacher threw me out and said, "Go take auto shop, because you're a dumb kid." <laughs> so, so zero is a balanced fuel mixture. All right. If if the okay. vehicle's running lean, they have to add fuel. They open the injectors up a little bit more. They can't add oxygen. They add fuel. They they increase the width, or they increase the amount of time the injector is held on. All right. So they add fuel. If the vehicle's running rich, they it's the negative number. They take fuel away. They're looking for a balanced air-fuel mixture. All right? Your guy's probably on to something. Um, time will tell. But basically, fuel mixture is just a measurement of how well that engine is running in tune in stoichiometric. I'm Ron in The Car Doctor, reminding you, Till the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless. See ya.